ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد our beloved prophet tara sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he encouraged us to connect with surah 18 surah al-kahf the cave if we can on a weekly basis and we ask Allah to help us to do so as best we can within our capacity and we ask Allah to accept our efforts and to make it a fruitful connection on a weekly basis whenever we connect with this surah especially Amir Rabbil Alameen if you look at the if you zoom out and you look at the overview of the surah I think as we're all aware there are four key stories the first of these four stories uh, really focuses on the importance of youth the value of youth and you notice something when, when you're going through this story, the main focus of these young men, right, these teenagers basically, they just want to believe in Allah and the last day. They just, they just want to be believers. They just want to have iman and to protect their iman even on the most basic level. You don't find intricate questions and issues that are related to, you know, very deeply nuanced fiqh and legal issues that was not the time or the place for that. They were literally simply trying to survive as believers. What were their main concerns? What were they deeply asking Allah for? You find this at the end of Ayah 10 of the Surah. Our Lord, Our Lord, grant us special mercy that only you can give. And to guide us through our situation, guide us through the, the, you know, this affair of ours. Their main focus was mercy and guidance. They were just trying to make it through today until tomorrow, just hanging on to the rope of Iman. Just hanging on. And although the details may differ between their specific situation then and the, the general challenges, and there are many of them that our youth are facing today, there are definitely a lot of parallels. The core is very similar to now. It's hard enough just for our youth to be Muslim, just to believe, just to hang on to their iman. And the reality is that in and of itself is a significant accomplishment. The first of the four stories, Allah shows us the importance and the value of youth. And there's also a reminder in that for us, here and now, to think to ourselves, how do we treat the youth in our families? How do we treat the youth in our communities? Do we value them? Do we cherish them? Do we treat them with kindness and love, mercy? Do we care about guidance? And when we think about guidance, it's oftentimes, 99% of the time, it's not so much telling them, do this, don't do that, with our words, but in reality, with our example. So if they see a certain example, think of the Prophet ﷺ. What was his primary method of leadership through his example? And Allah testifies to this. Allah tells us this. وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Right? We have the best example in the Prophet ﷺ. There's no doubt words have their time and their place and their importance. They do. They definitely do. But the character of the Prophet, 
right? The example of the Prophet, what he lived. And it's incredibly beautiful how consistent his actions paralleled his words. You didn't find any contradictions between his example, between his actions, and his words, between his public persona and his private personality, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know how they say, you don't want to meet your heroes, because if you do, then you're going to be disappointed. The Prophet was the exact opposite. We would love to meet him, and if we did meet him, then we would love him even more, not less. It's not like there's this, you know, social media persona, this image, and then you meet that person, and then they're rude to you, and you're like, man, I, I thought they were different. I thought they were better than that. I thought they were kinder than that, whatever it was. For the Prophet, it was different. When you, If you were to meet the Prophet, and we hope to, to meet him at the Hawd, and we hope that we end up in paradise with him, that love goes up, and it increases, and because of his heart, because of his example, how did he treat the youth in his community? When, when you look at, we're familiar with different names of Sahaba, but take it a step further and look at their stories, look at their biographies, look at how old they were when they embraced Islam. You have several key companions accepting Islam under the age of 20. Most notably, Sayyidina Ali embracing Islam in Mecca when it was extremely tough just to be Muslim. Early on, in addition to that, very early on in addition to that, at the age of 10, his primary concern was not what's popular, because that definitely was not popular. His concern was not, let me prioritize what everyone else my age is doing, because that, that wasn't the norm for them. He was willing to be the exception, and he was exceptional. He stood out in incredibly positive, beautiful ways. Youth. This is the first story that we find in Surah Al-Kahf. We should also think to ourselves, do we care about youth, not just within our families and communities? We have to start there. But we also want to branch out. You have this beautiful example in the Qur'an, Shajaratun Tayyibah, of, of, of this, this, this beautiful tree. And it's a metaphor for la ilaha illallah. How does Allah Azza wa Jal describe that tree? Asluha thabit wa far'uha sama. The roots are deep and they're firm. The conviction is firm in la ilaha illallah, in the heart of the believer. Wa far'uha sama, and its branches are high in the sky. Priority number one is the roots. Where do you water a tree? You water the roots. And the roots, they get deeper and deeper underground and they spread out. You don't see it with your naked eye, but the reality is still there underneath the surface. The Prophet taught us a taqwa ha pointing to his chest, to his heart, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The roots are here. The roots of la ilaha illallah are in the heart. But then what's supposed to happen after that, for, for that tree to branch out. So you start at home, you start with yourself, with your family, with your community, but then you also want to branch out, you also want to do what you can to help people in other cities, in other localities, in other countries in the world. One time I was talking to, to Dr. Bangura, this was pre-COVID, some of you are aware of this, and he mentioned that in the country of Sierra Leone, I, I don't know if it's changed since then, if it has changed, I hope it's for the better, but just think of, think of this image, think of this idea. In that entire country, they had two dentists. In the entire country, they had two dentists, subhanAllah. Access, you know, the access that we have to running water, cold water, hot water, ice cubes, crushed cube, this, that, or the other. We have abundant blessings and we thank Allah for His blessings with our words and with our hearts. 
Think of the roots, but then we also want to extend a helping hand. We also want to care about helping other people in general, especially other Muslims, and specifically the youth, the Muslim youth elsewhere in the world. Because by doing so, then we end up benefiting. And make your intention that I want to help other youth. The Prophet taught us that so long as you're helping your brother, then Allah is going to be helping you. This is in general. So if you're generally helping other people, then Allah will likewise help you in return. But the onus is on the individual. If I want Allah to help me, let me, sti- let me stimulate that process by, by giving something first. Let me take my step first. Let me take initiative first. And then in response, Allah will help me in return. This is generally speaking. But if a person makes their intention specific, that I specifically want to help youth elsewhere, Muslim youth elsewhere in the world, for example, in West Africa. I want to help them with their school. I want to help them with their books, with their food, with their... You cannot focus in school if you're hungry, if you're starving, if if you have no safety at home. If you don't know if you're going to eat that day, if you don't know what you're going to eat that day, if you're lucky enough to eat. We thank Allah for the blessings we have, but then we also want to show Allah our gratitude. We should say Alhamdulillah. We should be people of Alhamdulillah with our words and with our hearts, but we want to take it further and we want there to be fruit. Right? This tree has deep roots and it has branches high in the sky and it gives fruit year round by the leave of Allah, by the grace of Allah Azza wa So for us what we want to do is we want to start with what's primary ourselves, our family, our community, our locality. And, and scholars have mentioned that when it comes to your zakah, what you want to do ideally is to prioritize your locality. Imagine if somebody's praying in a masjid next to someone who is struggling just to pay their rent, just to survive, and then that person, they give their zakah elsewhere. There's good in that, but what's better for zakah specifically, this pillar of our deen specifically, you want to prioritize your locality. But if you look at Suratul Ma'un, we want to think much bigger than that. We want to think much broader than that. We want to check that box of what we have to give, ideally locally. But if you think about it, that's the floor for the believer, not the ceiling. The minimum we give is zakah. That's not the maximum. That's not the maximum. The minimum we give, if we qualify to give, is that amount. Ideally, we do that locally. But what we want to do is we want to step our game up. We want to have those branches high in the sky, metaphorically speaking. And we also want to give Charity in addition to our zakah. We also want to give extra sadaqah. We want to do that locally and we want to do that overseas. So we want to have this broad vision that we want to do what we can to help those within our immediate circle. They have rights upon us. Right? In terms of your family, even within your community, to, to start there. To start there, and then that'll start to, to flourish. When the Prophet was in Mecca, his main focus was in Mecca. When he was in Medina, his main focus was within Medina, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The roots are deep, and the branches are high in the sky, and this tree, it gives fruit year-round by the grace of Allah, by the leave of Allah. And you find in the Qur'an, when Allah connects something with bi'ithnillah, it's something significant. مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ you find different ayahs in the Qur'an, if something happens, if something you know, may happen or does happen, and is connected with bi'ithnillah, it's something significant. 
So what we want to do is we want to prioritize our locality, but we also want to help others overseas. So if someone has the intention that I want to specifically help other kids with their school, with the intention that I want Allah to help my kids with their school. Planting those seeds, not just for today, but for tomorrow. So if, if someone's child is four, five, six years old, and their child is telling them how they want to do these amazing things when they grow up, they want to become this and they want to become that, chances are that's going to require a lot of education. School has to be a priority. Knowledge, information, wisdom, access, resources, etc. So what we want to do is to help others, other kids, with the intention and the dua, Ya Allah, help my kids. If someone's teenager is struggling just to hang on to their iman, then help other kids, help other youth with the intention and the dua, Ya Allah, help my kid with their iman. I want to help them. Ya Allah, please help me. Please help my family. Making that dua is good, but you want to connect the dua with an action. When you look at istikhara, there's the action of praying two rakahs, and then you have the dua after that. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to bless our youth always. We ask Allah to bless the ummah, not just within our locality, but globally, especially the youth. We ask Allah to guide us and to guide them. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wan. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusallun ala nabiyya ayhu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on your way out after uh, after Jum'an we ask Allah to accept all of our efforts and to overlook our shortcomings you're going to find a table uh, Dr. Ahmed Bangura will uh, will be at that table inshallah and it's for Ihsan Foundation for West Africa. So if you can pick up any of these pamphlets on your way out, please do so. There's a back-to-school drive that is the priority right now. So the funds being raised today specifically are for this back-to-school drive uh, in Sierra Leone. And if you go through, there's this, there's this platform that I have here. If you go through the numbers, it really humbles you. It makes you reflect and think that... One, I thank Allah for the blessings that He's given me here and now. And then two, how can I share these blessings with others? The fact that I have these blessings, whatever they are, it's not for me, it's from Allah. What was the, what was the dua of Prophet Sulaiman and Prophet Dawood? Their royalty at this time. We only have these blessings because Allah has given them to us. There are a lot of other really good believers too. So you have this sense of humility what we want to do is we want to say our shukr, our gratitude to Allah Azza wa Jal, and we also want to show our shukr to Allah Azza wa Jal with our actions. And Allah promises us. This isn't just anyone making a promise. Allah Azza wa Jal Himself is making a promise. Allah is giving us this public service announcement loud and clear. If you are grateful, I will definitely, definitely increase you. And then Allah leaves it wide open. Allah will increase you in many areas of your life, not just one. If you go through the numbers here, subhanAllah, paying for one used Chromebook is $40. So this is a one-time amount that somebody would pay $40 for one used Chromebook. Paying for one used laptop, $140. For three used laptops, $420. For 50 used Chromebooks to set up a tech center at an orphanage, $1,000. Paying for 50 used Chromebooks to set up a tech center 
at a school also a thousand dollars again these are these are one-time amounts so i want to encourage myself and everyone here to give something today please remain seated for a few moments after the prayer i just want about a minute or two of your time nothing more than that we ask allah to accept our efforts we thank allah for the blessings that he's given us we ask allah to guide us we ask allah to guide our youth we ask allah to guide the youth all over the world in general and we ask Allah especially to guide the Muslim youth all over the world. We ask Allah to bless us and to bless the people of Sierra Leone. We ask Allah to help us and to help them and to help us to help them. We ask Allah to accept our efforts. We ask Allah to put more blessing, more barakah in our efforts, generally speaking, than we could have ever imagined. And we ask Allah to, to put more barakah, more blessing in this initiative than we could have ever imagined. If you can please stop by the table and give something on your way out. At the very least, if you can give even one dollar, don't underestimate the power of the barakah within that dollar. Give something, do do that good deed, and then when you're in your car, make whatever dua that's really that's really taking up a lot of space in your heart. It could be for something good, it could be regarding a challenge, whatever it is. Do a good deed and then connect it with a dua. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Rabbana atina min ladunki rahmah wa hayi lana min amrina rashada. For anyone here that is struggling with any issue in their lives, we ask Allah to resolve those issues for them. If there's any pain that anyone is suffering from, be it physically, mentally, spiritually, etc., we ask Allah to alleviate that pain, to heal that pain. We ask Allah to turn any hardship that anyone here has into ease for any struggle that anyone is going through. We ask Allah to alleviate it, to facilitate the situation, and to turn that darkness into light. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Inna Allah ha'imuru bil hali wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba. Wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal munkari wal baghi. Ya'adhukum na'alakum tadhakaroon wa aqimu al-salah.